From Press Communications, LLC, this is Jersey Shore Matters with Diane de Oliveira. An estimated 34,000 U.S. adults will be diagnosed this year with a rare plasma cancer known as multiple myeloma. An Ocean County man who has been living with it since 2015 is embarking on a grueling journey to help raise money for future treatments and a possible cure. I'm your host, Diane de Oliveira, and joining me today is Lee Pelton. Lee is a Tom's River resident and a fellow running friend. Lee, you know, so many people can find creative ways, easy ways to raise money, but you're taking this grueling journey to Mount Kilimanjaro. Can you tell us about that? Well, when I started out, when I got diagnosed, uh, you know, I didn't know much about multiple myeloma. And uh, the MMRF, Multiple Myeloma Research Foundation, was one of the places I went to get more information. And then when I saw, you know, through the years, I was diagnosed in 2015, like you said. But through the years, I found out more and more about the MMRF and that they had things like this where they would, they would use uh, treks and hikes and 5K races and anything to raise money. I was originally supposed to do this Kilimanjaro check in 2020, but COVID put an end to that. So uh, I, I was, that was shut down. At first they postponed it, then they postponed it again. But because I was a runner and active all my life, something like this really you know, piqued my interest as far as a way to raise money for them. Can you share a little about what happened and, and what led to your diagnosis? Well, first off, uh, multiple myeloma does not show up in normal blood work. So if you go and get a physical each year and they do blood work on it, the factors for multiple myeloma will not show up in, in that blood work. I referee high school soccer, and in 2014, Toward the end of the high school season, I started having back pains. And so when the season ended, I went to my chiropractor, who I'd worked with for a number of years, and he adjusted me a few times, and it just wasn't getting any better. So he recommended that I go get an X-ray, because we hadn't done one in a year or so. And uh, when I went and got the X-ray, it showed that I had a compression fracture in my back. So that led to going to a local orthopedist, he sent me for an MRI, which confirmed that, and then he sat down and said, okay, you have two options here. We can do a surgery uh, where they inject cement into your back, and it's, or you can go put yourself into a brace for two or three months, and it'll heal itself, and I chose the brace. But in the meantime, the chiropractor got back to me and said, you know, before you make a decision on this, why don't you get a second opinion? So the second opinion, he got me the name of a back doctor for, at the hospital for special surgery in New York, and I sent him a copy of the MRI report. He got back to me in a couple of days and said, yeah, the back, the problem, because fracture isn't really a big problem, that can be fixed. He said his concern would be that at 55 years old, I should not have a compression fracture unless I was in a car accident or had a major fall or something like that. So he was the one that said, you need to look into this a little bit further. And that's when we went went back to the orthopedist. He ran some more, did some more blood work, and the blood work started to show up for possible multiple myeloma or, any, or some other kind of blood cancer. So he referred me to a local oncologist. The local oncologist, uh, they run four or five tests. One is a bone survey where they x-ray your whole body, and what they're looking for is lesions or holes in your bones, which is one of the uh, things that shows up with multiple myeloma. They do a bone marrow biopsy, which I had done. We do a 24-hour urine sample where they look for enzymes in your blood, and then they combine. They take the results from all these four or five different things, and they come up and they say, 
well, based on this, you looks like you have multiple myeloma. From there, the local oncologist then referred me to, well, the first two things she said was, number one, you have to find a specialist because it is a rare form of cancer. You need to deal with somebody who, who sees this every day. And number two, she said, you can get second and third opinions if you want, but, but start treatment right away. So I, I look back on it now, and, and between the doctor at the hospital for special surgery and the local oncologist telling me to get started right away, I was very lucky, I think, that I was able to, to get diagnosed earlier than a lot of people. Yeah, and you underwent a stem cell transplant also. There are different factors. There are different types of multiple myeloma. I have one, which is aminoglobulin A is one of the factors, and that's the important one for my form of multiple myeloma. Normally, in, a, in, a, in an everyday person, you have a less than 500 is the count that, that a normal person has. When I was first diagnosed, my count was 3,200. So, like the doctor said, get on the treatments right away. And, there, and there's pretty much a standard treatment of two drugs and a steroid that they put everybody on when they're first diagnosed. And uh, that lasts for, generally they put it on for about six months and then they see where you stand. Uh, my numbers came down considerably and we're, we're pretty much back to normal um, within six months. But they recommend having a stem cell transplant, especially because I was young as far as this goes, would help you stay in a, a longer term remission than just the drugs themselves. So that's why I underwent a, a stem cell transplant at the University of Penn. Uh, hospital in Philadelphia. I was in the hospital for 16 days. They take some of your blood out and then they hit you with hard dose of chemotherapy. You wait a couple of days and then they, they put your cells back in and then they just wait for the process. Your, your immune system basically goes to zero after about 10 days and then it starts to build itself back up again. I'm not a total expert on how all that works chemically or whatever you would call it, but it worked for me. So, so far, so good anyway, knock on wood. I never heard of multiple myeloma until another fellow runner, uh, Sally Kalksma, who is from Pine Beach, shared her story and continues to raise money for the MMRF Foundation as well. Uh, my cousin was diagnosed with it as well and unfortunately passed uh, in February 2020. But we did say it is a rare form of blood cancer. It's the second most common blood cancer. Uh, I just want to remind our audience. This is Jersey Shore Matters. I'm your host, Diane D'Olivera, and I'm speaking with William Lee Pelton, a Tom's River resident who is going to be hiking Mount Kilimanjaro to raise money for the Multiple Myeloma Research Foundation. So tell me all about this journey and what, how long are you going to be gone? What is this going to be like? Did you have to train for this? Uh, yes, I've been training pretty much since about the middle of May. Uh, I'm an accountant, so after tax season ended, I kind of jumped into the training. I'm going to the gym, uh, really pretty much walking and hiking. Uh, one of my daughters, Marissa, lives in Pennsylvania, and she's been my hiking buddy. So every other week or so, I've gone out to where she lives outside of Reading, and we've been able to find some places to go. First one we did back in May, I think we uh, it was probably less than three miles, and uh, we walked up to about six or eight-mile hikes. And nothing real high altitude like we're going to see at Kilimanjaro, but still getting out there and hiking and doing pretty well with it. Kilimanjaro, I am leaving September 1st, flying over there. It's a long 15-hour flight to get over there. And then I have a day or two to just start to get ready. I think the group gets together on the 4th, 
Everybody goes over, makes sure they have the right equipment, and picks up anything else they need, and then we start hiking on September 5th. Kilimanjaro is, is a little over 19,000 feet, so you have to deal with altitude, and altitude sickness is a real issue you have to worry about. There are several routes of, to go up the mountain. The group that I'm with, Embark Exploration, who is running the trek for the MMRF, takes you up a route that has about five and a half days going up. So you go up a couple, two or 3,000 feet a day, and then you, then you rest and sleep and, and let your body try and get used to the increase. So they take you up over a period of time, so hopefully you have minimal altitude issues. And then coming down is about a day and a half, so it's a lot easier coming down. But that's what we're looking forward to, and it's kind of roughing it on the mountain, sleeping in tents, which I haven't done in quite a few years. But. <laughs> yeah, no, no glamping on this mountain, huh? <laughs> no, no, not at all, not at all. We're going to be sharing tents, and uh, I have to have a day pack that I will carry. And then there's porters that go with us. They will carry some of this stuff. My day pack is, is that includes everything for that day, and then they will carry the rest of our supplies because you pretty much have to carry the supplies for six days, uh, six or seven days. So it's uh, and there's no no nobody no escalators or anything to help you get up there. Yeah, uh, no bear grills. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, from what they tell me, the Embark Exploration people have been doing this stuff for years, so they pretty much have it down to the science. And we've got some, there's a pill called Diamox, which is supposed to help you with altitude sickness. Some people start taking it before they go. Some people wait until maybe they have symptoms from it. But, you know, hopefully we don't have any issues with that. But we'll see. And Lee, you're raising money for your trip. What is your goal? And how much, uh, I believe you've surpassed it from what I've checked last, but go ahead and tell me about your fundraising goal. Yeah, I am I am really pleasantly surprised. When, when we signed up for this trip, uh, everybody had to have a goal of at least $12,500 that they would raise. So I set my goal for 15, thinking, you know, we'll be pretty good with that. I think with, uh, you know, a lot of family and friends and people I've known for a long time. And right now I'm over $22,000 that's been raised so far. And I I think there's probably a little bit more that'll trickle in. So uh, it's going surprisingly well, and I'm really proud of that fact. So, Yeah, that's amazing. And this money all is being used for a good cause. What has MMRF been able to do with funds from people like you that are going on these explorations or, or doing these races or different things? How is the money used? Well, the MMRF started in 1998, so they're in their 25th year. They have raised over $500 million in those 25 years, and most of it goes for research. Uh, there's some administrative costs like there is with any nonprofit. A lot of the money, they've funded over 100 clinical trials through the years. And clinical trials are where they're testing drugs out that people have come up with to see, you know, to try and figure out what works, what doesn't, what dosages work, and, and just see what's there. And they've also fund, they fund research, they fund clinical trials. And they brought, through their clinical trials and research, they brought between 15 and 20 drugs to market that have helped with multiple myeloma. They still haven't found a cure, and that's their ultimate goal, but we've been find, they've been finding drugs that will keep you in remission. You know, the goal is to stay in remission long enough for them to find a cure. And my goal is to, you know, stay around long enough to die from something other than multiple myeloma. Oh. Um, <laughs> And uh, and when back in the in the nineties, from what I'm told, when you were diagnosed with multiple myeloma, you were basically given a three to five year life expectancy. 
and now there's a lot of people I read every day on the on the multiple myeloma Facebook pages of people passing away, you know, after 20 years. And I'm like, that's a good thing. You know, not not good that they passed away, but for the rest of us looking at it, it's a good thing that, you know, somebody's living out there 15, 18, 20 years with it. So yeah. I, I see that as a positive, even though it might be a negative at that moment. But What else do you want people to know, Lee, about your story or just about your trip that you're embarking on and anything else about the MMRF Foundation? They run... The, bunch of different tracks. They do uh, Kilimanjaro is one they run maybe not every year but every other year. They also have a Mount Everest base camp trek. They go to Machu Picchu and then they have some shorter ones which would include a hike in say Alaska. They had one in Sweden last year. So there's a lot of options. There's a lot of things they do to try and raise money and uh, like I said they're one of the leaders out there in their in multiple myeloma as far as funding research and and clinical trials. There are other organizations that are doing it too, and the more the better, you know, the more stuff we can get out there and find out. I think multiple myeloma, like you said, is a, one of the rarer forms. They're still trying to kind of figure out where what causes it. Some of them were, a lot of people with multiple myeloma were people that served in Vietnam and may have been subject to Agent Orange and some of the other chemicals that were there. Uh, it doesn't seem to be hereditary. They don't see anything. And sometimes if they find more than one person in a family with it, it's more the environment that they live in and not that it's handed down through genes or anything like that. So like any cancer or any disease, the earlier you can detect it, the better off you are, the better chance for survival. I think I really got lucky, you know, getting diagnosed and that, that one phone call to the hospital for special surgery where he said, you know, you need to look into this a little bit more. I might, I might not be here if I hadn't had that, had that second opinion. So, oh, good you know, thing I would you have did. been further down the road before I got diagnosed. And 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 the other thing is, as you get older, with a lot of these things, that there's there's a lot of different options. And the first thing that I, when I went to the University of Penn and met with my doctor, Doctor Statbauer, the first thing he told us was, there's a lot of tools in the box. So we start with the standard ones, and uh, if they stop working. And we move on to something else. And, and since I was diagnosed in 2015, they've only been adding more tools to that box. It's always out there, but you know. And, and I don't worry about it every day. But so you don't. You do think about it every day. But I've been able to carry on and, and continue my life without a whole lot of limitations. My as far as the multiple loma goes, I don't think it limits my life. Made me the side effects from the. The drugs that I'm on are a little bit annoying at times, but they're manageable up until this point. So I'm glad I'm still around and I'm still able to function on a pretty pretty much the same basis I was before. Lee, I want you to give out your fundraising page information if there's anyone that uh, would like to contribute. And again, the money raised goes to the MMRF Foundation for uh, future treatments and a possible cure for multiple myeloma. Uh, what is your fundraising page? We have a page that is uh, specifically set up for each of the people that's on the trip. Everyone has their own fundraising page. Uh, the link they gave me was give, G-I-V-E, dot V-M-R-M-F, that's T-H-E-M-M-R-F dot org, O-R-G, backslash, and my name, Lee Pelton, L-E-E-P-E-L-T-O-N. Lee, I wish you the best of luck. I know you're going to be amazing in conquering Mount Kilimanjaro, and I'm looking forward to hearing about your trip when you come back. 
Yeah, it's getting really close now. You know, we planned for this for months, and now all of a sudden it's here. So I'm excited, but I'm nervous, too. You know, there's a lot that goes into it, a lot more than I thought as far as the planning goes, between visas and vaccines and travel and getting the right gear and stuff. It's, uh, I'll be leaving next Friday, so hopefully uh, we're, we're all ready. Best of luck, Lee. Thank you. Thank you, Diane. You can hear Jersey Shore Matters with Diane D'Oliveira every Sunday morning on Press Communications, LLC.